0: Hey, I get it. Artwork is hard sometimes, especially when you have to pump out a lot of art really quickly and there are customers that are paying for this hard work. Character designs, poses, angles, dynamic movements, composition, and color stories can take hours to just get one piece done and done well. So you've been waiting patiently. Finally, you receive a stunning piece of art on a commission. You pay top dollar and you're thrilled But what if that beautiful art you paid for wasn't completely original? What if you found out that the artist traced the design? Suddenly your one-of-a-kind art piece is no better than a reproduced TJ Maxx canvas. Might as well have just printed the copy of the original after a Google search, right? Is there a time and a place for tracing in the art world? Where is the line? And how can some artists not see it through their super thin tracing paper? Welcome everyone to Art Traversy, and this time we're getting super controversial. Hello, my friends. It's Brianna Ray from BRIY, and welcome to my second episode of our controversy I'm still getting used to the script thing, and naturally, the teacher and me is trying to come up with some sort of structure for all of this, and. All I can think about doing is treating this like a lesson plan. So I start off with a little hook and a little teaser, if you will, uh, explain the objectives, dive into some announcements and housekeeping, and then we find ourselves at our central learning task. If I do this enough, maybe I can get the minutes down to a science and I'll actually know how long it'll take. And I don't know, maybe even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> maybe someday I'll have real announcements other than my personal thoughts and feelings about how it's going. But for now, this is what we have. I really started off with something super art history heavy uh, and with some pretty dark topics. Uh, the views were kind of low and they've stayed quite low which is not super reassuring as I really hopefully wanted to reach more people with this sort of style and maybe tap into some more of that algorithm favorable topics and tropes with that video. Um, however, of the people that watched and listened to it, the response was really positive and there was a good amount of engagement. So at this point I'm thinking, you know, sometimes it takes a couple tries for something to be done right and or to see the results that you want. (laughs) With all that said and all that out of the way, I am once again going to swing wildly in the other direction from the tone of the last episode. This time I wanted to explore something maybe a little lighter and definitely a bit more modern. I have to imagine uh, this is a lot more hot button of a topic for artists and that of course is the topic of tracing. So once again, let me know what you think. Drop a comment, slide into the DMs, or leave a like if you like, and we can see where this little project goes. Let's get into it. First of all, what is tracing? If you don't know, the first word in the Oxford Dictionary definition is copy. (laughs) More specifically to trace is to copy something by drawing over the line work of something, which should be visible usually through a piece of transparent paper. Um, In the digital art world, tracing has become quite a bit easier. Uh, Instead of light boxes or tracing against windows in the daytime, digital artists are actually able to import images into their digital canvases and trace pretty much anything that's available online, delete the layer with the original image, and with minimal effort, they've lost all the evidence that there was ever an original. I think we've all done this before. I remember tons of products available on, like, crazy infomercials between cartoons for fancy little light boxes or, like, mirror pages or glasses that allowed you to copy and feel like an artist or create stunning images or I don't know, whatever weird marketing phrasing was popular for kids at the time. But for little kids, tracing can actually be really beneficial. Through the process of tracing, children can learn to control their lines, how to hold pencils properly. Honestly, it's a really good exercise for developing fine motor skills. But what are the implications past elementary school and what does it mean to be a teenager and an adult and especially a professional artist who traces? Can such a simple trick really just be a bad thing? Well, let's take a look at Butch Hartman as an example of that. Butch Hartman is an exceptionally famous cartoonist and an animator. He created really popular Nickelodeon series such as The Fairly Odd Parents and Danny Phantom, which were certainly two of my personal favorites, I won't lie. Uh, He spent like 20 years working at Nickelodeon before leaving in 2018. His shows were beloved by many, myself included. And as of now, he actually is pretty active on social media, but where things start to get a little dicey is Hartman actually offers commissions or paid artwork through his website. Uh, The form takes different specifications that a commissioner would be interested in purchasing, like specific characters and styles or really just any information Hartman would require to determine the cost of creating this image for them. Once the requests are received, Hartman will reach out to clients individually with a quote and maybe some more clarifications, and then send them that very specific pricing. From what I understand, and what is most noteworthy, is that his commissions are starting off starting off at a whopping $200. This, on its own, isn't really the issue. However, many artists operate in a similar vein. It allows creators to possibly reject certain commissions that are outside of their comfort zone and build their own boundaries, which... It's pretty important for mental health. But in terms of pricing, it's even reasonable to assume that, the, that that's a normal price when you are such a big name. And there's likely an incredibly high demand for his artwork, I don't know for sure, but especially given the time and energy that goes into them and his person, yeah. <laughs> Not only does Hartman provide the images that were purchased to his fans, but sometimes he'll share the product and the processes of creating those products with his Twitter followers. It was actually after sharing a commission he had completed of Mikasa Ackerman from the popular anime show Attack on Titan that some Twitter users noticed a striking similarity to another artist's rendering of this character. The drawings are both done looking up at the character as if she is looking down on you. Uh, The placement of the body, the shoulders, the hips, and the hands are identical. They're basically identical. The one major difference, of course, is the style of the drawings. Butch Hartman has kind of a signature style, but he doesn't always use it. Um, But we do see kind of more that cartoony vibe as opposed to the anime style, while the image that. Hartman produced definitely has more of a Hartman appeal, it's hard to look past the idea that the positioning of the character might as well just be a direct carbon copy. It is reasonable to believe that Hartman could have outlined the body positioning and simply filled in the details on his own based on the way that it looks. So, of course, Twitter users flooded the replies with tags of the original artist, calling out the potential pattern of behavior with tracing works from smaller artists, and shared some of the artist's work with comments such as, so, another traced one, huh Butch? Or, oh, are we dunking on Butch Hartman again? Implying this isn't the first time that Hartman has had quite these allegations against him. On Reddit, one user by, I think the name's pronounced, Kiliueka, shared on the subreddit, Delusional Artists, another side-by-side comparison of a Hartman commission which had appeared to be traced. Uh, This case was made even more interesting when uh, someone actually in the comments pointed out the hand position of the original uh, thing in tub, his reddit name was, pointed out how the character's hand is kind of placed on the hip inverted from the original picture, so where the uh, pinky finger had mysteriously become the thumb, uh, but it's still bent in that same strange sort of way about it. The similarities extend to the placement of the character's braid and the shoulder position and even down to the wrinkles on her outfit. I actually went and checked. Of course, in spite of all the callouts and the striking similarities, there hasn't really been any definitive proof that Hartman traced. So if that's true, then what's the big deal? Who really cares? (laughs) Well, I think it all kind of comes back to the money of it all. Butch really well-known and really successful, and it is fairly possible that many of his commissions come from fans with nostalgia for some of their favorite childhood shows, seeking a unique, custom piece of art designed just for them from the artist who made an impact on their life somehow, and with a $200 price tag, that's certainly the expectation. But suddenly, Apartment is in fact tracing, several of the elements that make the expense worthwhile are eliminated, it's no longer unique, it's not custom designed, If the person paying for this commission simply wanted a picture of a character, there are already thousands of images readily available for viewing online. Of course, we have to keep in mind there are many reasons someone might want a commission outside of just wanting an original. Maybe they just wanted something from Hartman. It doesn't really matter the method, but I think it's safe to assume that commissions are made special, they're custom, and they're designed with the customer in mind. Tracing simply doesn't fit into the realm of commission in my personal opinion. Some have actually taken to Twitter with the hashtag My200 versus Butch200, showing off the distance and the customization, the color, and the quality that comes from commissioning smaller artists who take pride in their completely original works versus the alleged dishonesty from the famous cartoonist. This hashtag is honestly full of really incredible artists who deserve recognition, so definitely take a look at that if you're interested. But even with all that said, I still don't necessarily think tracing is always a bad thing. It really does have its time and place in the art world, so I want to be very clear when I say that tracing is not an ethical way to produce art, but we can't deny its benefits and even particular art styles that come out of tracing in particular. So for example, a really popular service available through sites like Etsy and Fiverr is digitizing or cartoonizing photographs. These services are entirely based on tracing photos, and specifically to get them into a new style. I actually have sold a handful of these to my family and friends for a variety of reasons. Some don't have the tools or the materials to create the digitized images themselves or specifically in the way that they want. It might require drawing tablets, or it might be too difficult to complete on a mobile phone if that's all someone has. Some people simply don't have the time and want to pay for the convenience of having someone else complete the task for them. Other customers honestly struggle with coloring or shading and are simply displeased with their own attempts or feel that their understanding of which lines to go where, it just creates a less appealing look to them. Sometimes clients just want customizations that really aren't readily available by running a ready-made image through the pencil sketch filter that you can find on most photo uh, editing websites. For Mother's Day last year, I actually had a purchase in which a client wanted to surprise his mother with like a whole family version of a photograph. His grandmother had recently passed away, and in the last picture they took as a family, his brother-in-law and his sister were missing. They weren't able to make it to that Christmas event that they had. Um, so I was actually able to cut and blend the two different photos of the brother-in-law and the sister and this full family image, the last photo they had with their grandmother, so that it would look like the whole family was together for that one last moment. Uh, that included adjusting poses, uh, assumptions about highlights, shadows, and a costume change. I actually uh, had to blend the sister's outfits in. They were all like wearing matching pajamas. Um, But in other works, I've done things like, you know, removing beer cans or cutting cell phones out, repositioning arms uh, to make poses look maybe a little bit more desirable or more planned, I suppose. I've added crowns, medals, and just other images to customers who wanted a particular pose to represent particular accomplishments. And for this entire service, this art form is is based around tracing and something I've obviously done tons of times. So who am I to sit here and condemn Butch Hartman for doing something that I've already done quite a bit myself? I think there are a few key differences though in my own defense and I wanted to evaluate this allegation against Hartman and the tens of thousands of unique opinions on the topic of tracing um, that I've come across and I just, I think I've developed a few key rules to tracing in the art world and doing so as ethically as possible. Spoiler alert, I actually think a lot of them overlap with academic plagiarism. Sorry, I think that's just the English teacher in me. Firstly, avoid tracing for monetary gain. This applies to both commissions, content creators, and influencers who have monetized their work and or anyone who sells products. So in terms of commissions, if you're tracing other images to ease the burden of design, form, or drafting a work and someone is paying for an original, this is obviously super unethical. One should never accept monetary rewards or even the dreaded exposure (laughs) for selling unoriginal work or essentially selling work that's not theirs. This is like listing another person's bike on Craigslist and just giving it away to the highest bidder. If you're thinking, well, someone already posted the image online, the customer could have had access to it anyway. Okay. One, that's free. And two, let me adjust this with a different metaphor. If this bike that you sold on Craigslist was just on someone's front lawn, perhaps forgotten overnight by mistake, uh, does it make it okay to take it? I don't think so. So why should you trace? The same rule again applies to content creators. Uh, some art YouTubers, for example, in the past have been called out for tracing images and posting like speed paints of these works on social media, kind of acting as though they are original or just not mentioning that it's not original. Um, more frequent uploads with really good engagement and views make creators more money, either from sponsorships or ads and tracing can seem like a really easy way to produce art super quickly and appease that algorithm, which, again, is tracing for monetary gain, in my humble opinion. Not to mention, I firmly believe that if this is an issue of time, it could be just as impactful to spend one video making the original line work, and a second video with coloring and shading. It's two birds with one stone, or I guess one art piece. I think watching both are equally as entertaining, so why not take advantage and make good quality artwork over a few videos? The argument seems silly to me. If Gabbie Hanna can post a video of her cleaning out her air filter with moderate success, certainly artists can post the process of creating line work. Mistakes and all, it's cool. I do it all the time. Now, I'm not super successful, but I still feel like it's worth saying. I think another issue is anyone in product sales. So this could be like Etsy, Redbubble, really any generic chick with a cricket. Selling products like mugs or t-shirts and stickers with other artists' designs, super unethical. Highly unethical. I actually have a friend who just had this problem. She designed a tattoo for someone, who then turned around and made it into a sticker, and that person is now selling the design for monetary gain as their own without credit to my friend. And as a result, this person is making money from a design that they spent no time and effort on, and they can simply sit and collect the money without any of the effort that went into actually developing the work or having to pay a dime to the person who did that work. As kind of an addendum, I'm going to call this Rule 1A, which is kind of the exception to Rule 1. Avoid tracing for monetary gain unless the tracing is specifically what's being paid for. In the art of digitized portraits, customers fully understand that there's a copy being made of their photo. This is what they want, and they're providing those images to be copied voluntarily. That's also super important, the voluntary element of it. They are asking for this photo to be traced, and they're not asking to be paid for the rights to use that image as well. Rule number two never post traced artwork claiming it's your own. Oftentimes, we follow artists because we believe in their talent and we really enjoy their work. So by posting unoriginal or traced work, it is, in my opinion, misleading an audience into following or engaging with your content. This, in turn, helps you grow and could lead to monetary gain. Please refer back to rule one. (laughs) But outside of that gain, it's purely unethical to claim something is your own and or original when it's decidedly not. Lying in and of itself is unethical. I don't think that needs to be said, but what might need to be said, though, is simply omitting that elements of a work were traced or copied also counts as lying or misleading your audience. Rule number two should also apply to anybody on Facebook or private Instagrams posting works to their friends and family as well. I know this one's gonna be super controversial, but the attention and praise is not deserved. Fishing for compliments and praise like that, I think, is just morally ugly, uh, and I'm just not, Moving into the realm of where tracing might actually be okay. Rule number three, if you do trace an element of an artwork, do everything you can to disclose and provide credit to the original artist. This goes right back to the idea of academic plagiarism. It's important to say, hey, I recolored this artwork by blank, or I struggled to get the shape of this build right, so I did use so-and-so's image. If the specific name of the artist is unavailable or difficult to find, I understand that, Linking back to the image that you used is like the easiest possible way to show effort in crediting the source of the material. I often think it's a safe bet when referencing other artwork as well. So this is especially true if you're going to post on public forums. Uh, This actually idea here kind of came from someone I went to school with. Um, He took a picture of a pencil sketch drawing that his girlfriend had done. Uh, from reference of another artist's work. And without fully understanding that, he posted it on Reddit and said, hey, my girlfriend made this, which then prompted like a slew of internet hate around him and his girlfriend for copying another artist's work and then attempting to present it as its own. So while it wasn't exactly tracing, the design was pretty unique and very original, so it was very obvious it wasn't her own work. I'm also quite certain he had to deactivate his Reddit account after that, so I don't know, this is just another instance where disclosing your sources and being super clear about where these works came from could have saved a whole lot of drama, even from a random person who was certainly not an influencer. Honesty and transparency can save a whole lot of heartache. I also wanted to add another addendum to this rule, specifically in regards to referencing. is generally accepted and actually quite encouraged in the art community. So this brings me to kind of rule three A, keep references to realistic positioning and shapes, like bikes, body types, hand gestures, things like that don't necessarily need credit because they aren't really unique or original. You can find multiple references of the same hand position of someone, you know, holding their hand, fingers out, or like bodily anatomy and bike shapes. These are good resources. And if you want to create realistic works like this, you don't necessarily need that credit. Much like in the academic world, this kind of falls under the general knowledge. Everyone knows that the sky is blue, so you don't need to cite that in an academic paper, just like you wouldn't need to cite the image of the hand that you used with the fingers splayed out. Realistically, you could see this anywhere, or even look at your own hand. That actually reminds me of another addendum. Rule 3 B: Recreating reference images of well-known items, or celebrities even. This again might be another controversial point, but that should be credited as well. Particularly if the goal is to go for realism and essentially recreate the same image in a new medium. My thoughts on this are, somebody took that original photograph and probably owns a license to it and sold it to some magazine or some company. If the rights to that reference photo are not public, be safe and cite the original image that inspired your recreation. Another branch on the academic plagiarism policies is rule four, the 20% rule. If over 20% of an academic paper is pulled from other sources, generally it is no longer considered your own work, only an amalgamation of other works. So for this reason, I think the same rules can apply in art. If you want to use someone else's work to inspire or build your own, it needs to be transformative enough and really add something or build on it in a completely new way. So for example, recoloring traced artwork isn't really transformative. I can see how this might be confusing because in the mind of someone who's tracing, all they're copying is the lines, but really they're... these lines are impacting the art so much more than they're imagining. The lines are what's building the shapes and the way that the shapes are organized to the form and the layout and the way that it looks on the page, the overall composition. Just by tracing those lines only, it kind of makes the only difference about the artwork, the color. Most other aspects are the same, that's why these things are recognizable. Art is more than just line and color. Just because color fills more of the page doesn't mean that 80% of the artwork becomes original. Artists who trace really need to consider what they're tracing and how it impacts all of the elements in their artwork. Line, shape, form, space, texture, value, color, all of that before crediting someone as a reference it really might be considered more like of a collaboration piece, especially if the original impacts more than 20% of this new artwork. Next, and nearing the end, here is rule number five. Tracing for personal use only is honestly acceptable in my book. If you just want like a particular drawing or something on like a notebook cover that you look at for a while if it sits on your desk across the room, don't see any harm in that. There's no money, there's no clout is save on ink prices and the glue from having to print it and stick it on it. If you want to give up your time to trace something to have for an entirely personal reason, far be it from me to tell you no. Live your dreams, queen. Chances are no one will ever know anyway if you're not parading it around. Addendum, this is 5A. Tracing for practice is not only okay, but it is encouraged with the intent of making original works better. So let's be real, hands are hard, any artist will tell you. And if you're messing around at home with your sketchbook and you want your hands to get better, tracing over some images of hands is a perfectly acceptable thing to do. It builds muscle memory and it gives you a better understanding of the anatomy of the body part. And the more that you're able to recreate this image by tracing, you are able to recreate it on your own. Uh, The hope is that eventually you'll be able to back away from it, move into referencing, and then completely do it from memory or constructing it from the smaller shapes that you've learned from that tracing with your new understanding of that anatomy. Oh, I think that was it. In summation, the rules are ordered from the absolute no's to the probably yes's. Rule one, avoid profit from tracing. Rule two, don't post traced work claiming it to be your own. Rule three, if you trace any image or reference something original slash licensed, provide credit. Rule four, if over 20% of your piece is unoriginal, It's not a reference, it's a collaboration. And rule five, tracing for personal use only is acceptable. (laughs) Now, I am not saying any of this to make anyone feel bad. I think we've all made mistakes, myself included, but we can always make a choice to be better going forward. And I've seen video after video and podcast after podcast complaining about how horrible tracing is and unpopular opinions about how tracing is a good thing actually. But I just thought it was really important to dive into the nuance here. What matters to me and should matter to the rest of the community is intent, honesty, transparency, and equity. Specifically, equitable share of the gains from the work of art uh, that, or the work that is put into an art piece, whether that is money or even exposure. With all that said, I think we have officially reached the end of episode two of Archiversey. I really enjoyed picking this one. Of course, I'm going to cite my one major source for today, which was an article from The Focus on the Butch Hartman situation. The rest came from my own personal experiences and my own personal opinions. Now, it's your turn to let me know. Do you agree or disagree with the rules? Are there any changes you make? Are there other exceptions? I'm really interested to know. (laughs) Let me know in either the comments on the YouTube video, or if you're listening to the podcast, you can find it by my name, Brie IY, that is B-R-I-E-I-Y, on YouTube. You can also send me your opinions on Twitter under the same name. I am also still very much open to any feedback on the podcast so far. If you've missed the last episode on the dark history behind the works of Artemisia Jekuleski, please do take a watch slash listen and let me know all of your thoughts on the series and feel free to drop any topic suggestions as well. I have a list of my own, but I'm sure that there are some things I'm not thinking of. Thank you so much for making it all the way to the end, and I will see you in the next one. Bye.